we're letting our head teachers down. And why do I think this? Well, over the past 25 years or so, I think it's safe enough to argue that the role of the head teacher has changed significantly and it is now fraught with ambiguity and complexity. From day to day, heads find themselves taken on a variety of roles in which, at any given moment, they must demonstrate their leadership prowess as well as show expertise as show social workers, counsellors, child psychiatrists, politicians, communi community workers, you name it, that's the role they have to play. Yet roles for which they have not been trained, yet in which they are expected to be competent. And many heads appear to move seamlessly from one role to the other, giving the impression that they are at ease with the mental and emotional adjustments needed for each. And to a certain degree, they are. It is their ability to act that inspires confidence in others. However, for each new role, they must not only adopt a different psychological perspective, but also process copious amounts of information. And the result is mental overload and for many increased levels of self-doubt. With each performance, a head is trying to elicit a positive response from their audience. They want to feel that they've been listened to and valued and respected for their leadership. However, for people at the top of an organisation, as many heads will tell you, feedback is not always forthcoming. And when it is, unfortunately, the negative tends to override the positive. And not surprisingly, many constantly question their reputation in the eyes of others. They struggle to find answers to maintain their self-esteem and promote a healthy sense of well-being. But this struggle clouds their ability to see the really important question that needs to be asked. And it's because this question is rarely asked and rarely are answers or solutions found to it that head teachers are continually let down. Too often, we don't provide the time and space to allow heads to reflect on this key question. Who do I need to be to get this job done? And why is this the case? My argument is, that before head teachers have a chance to answer this question themselves, the education system forces them to ask, what do I need to do to get this job done? Having to consider this question before fully answering the first often puts heads on a course, for many unconsciously, that does not lead to congruent healthy leadership. What happens is, when an individual's mind is exclusively focused on the job at the expense of the self, it cannot develop the deep personal understanding that all leaders, particularly heads, need. It is a level of understanding that they must have that allows them to realise their intellectual and emotional potential and fulfil their roles in social, school and working life. But 
when heads are constantly required to perform different roles for different audiences, there are emotional and psychological reasons for them to be supported to stop and reflect. And when these moments are not available and we see all the time what happens, internal and external fault lines appear and their personal and professional lives begin to fracture. During these times, they must be encouraged to find ways where they can begin to quote from the Holocaust survivor, Viktor Frankl, they must be supported to weave the slender threads of a broken life into a firm pattern of meaning and responsibility. Indeed, we are all in a continual process of constructing our personal narratives, usually, as we know, inside our own heads. <laughs> and such internal narratives, again, as we know, can be overly critical, leading to anxiety and self-doubt, and obviously not conducive to a healthy state of mind. But this is often the shadow side of leadership and, along with increased levels of public scrutiny and personal accountability, it has become a major factor in attrition and the early retirement of our nation's head teachers and school leaders. So what can be done about this then? How can we begin to create a way of being with our heads that isn't about letting them down but is to do with supporting them and enabling them to be at their best. Well it's, it's my belief that we need to find a, a mechanism where head teachers are supported to step up to their roles in a new way, in a way that enables them to prioritise not only the emotional intelligences of self-awareness and self-management, but also self-compassion. We have to recognise that if heads are to fulfil their ambitions for themselves and their schools, they need support that helps them face up to and reframe the way they view their vulnerabilities. This involves being taught how to overcome their limits, frailties and faulty ways of thinking and the associated behaviours so that they can constantly show up as they really are and remain connected to their initial vision and passion for the role. It just simply has to be recognised that wherever head teachers are in their careers a new paradigm needs to be introduced needs to be introduced to address leadership in a more fundamental way and attack the foundational belief that we are somehow rational, computer-like beings and we must deal with the whole person. Support for head teachers must allow them to explore three core aspects of personhood, what it means for them to be human, they must be allowed to explore understanding of self, what it means to be as opposed to do all the time, 
they must be supported to find meaning in difficult circumstances. And let's take the first one, understanding self. There's a key question here that really, again, the system needs to enable head teachers to answer. And that question is, who do I need to be to secure my vision for my school? This is the question head teachers must be encouraged to ask themselves if they are to fulfil their potential and live mentally and emotionally healthy lives. When someone is asked, who do I need to be? They set in motion an internal process that shifts their mind from the conscious to the subconscious. This enables them to access learning about themselves at a much deeper level. Every head teacher carries with them their own learning story, or history I should say, their own personal story based on their beliefs, emotions and behaviours about who they are, their relationships, their role and the critical events that have shaped their lives. These narratives are often hidden from the conscious mind, yet they strongly influence how we engage with the world. Many heads, particularly those that I've worked with, or I should say have the, had the privilege to work with, do not realise that a time will come when they will have to revisit and rewrite their personal narratives. The habits, thinking process, processes and behaviours that to a point must be critically reflected upon and analysed. Their habits and ways of thinking need to be questioned and they will need to identify which ways of responding to the world can be kept, adjusted or thrown away in order for them to experience meaningful growth in their roles. And one final aspect that we need to enable head teachers to also consider is how they enable their emotions to actually support them in their role. We mustn't forget, as the author Peter Hamill says, what we do is a reflection of who we are. And who we are is the combined total of what we repeatedly do. To see them as separate and distinct is to miss the point. They are both reflections of some underlying process. And that underlying process that he is referring to are our emotions. And our emotions are our felt responses to life's events. And some life events, as we know, will bring emotions of deep joy, happiness and pleasure. And for others, the opposite. These felt responses are stored throughout our bodies in an emotional matrix that runs through every single fibre of our bodies. Every time we experience an event that triggers a specific memory, our mind and body work in synchronicity, causing a particular emotional response. And over time, neural pathways are laid down and connections between synapses become stronger until certain emotional responses become instantaneous, forming unconscious, conditioned responses. 
These emotional responses not only shape us, but also influence how we interact with the world and those around us. The mental models we construct are complex, rarely are they conscious, and very often they are based, sadly to say, on faulty perceptions about other people's actions towards us and the meaning we attach to them. And this last point that I want to make is so important for the survival of our head teachers. In the role that head teachers occupy, routinely stressful events trigger emotional responses from the past. And it is essential that they, that you, if you're ahead listening to me today, are supported to confront your own mental models of the, of the world, to prevent historical, emotional and behavioural patterns undermining your ability to lead from a place of deep inner confidence and self-belief. When such support is available, and it is my hope that one day it will be widely available for all head teachers, then heads will be empowered to be, to be able to create new narratives about the challenges they face and they can redefine how they respond to the demands of school leadership. If any of what I've shared with you resonates, then please feel free to follow the link below and book a free coaching for the soul call with me. Now you may be wondering what might this call entail and why on earth would I want to talk to a stranger but I'm hoping I'm not a stranger to you now even for a few moments if you've just listened to me. Well there are a couple of things I, I, would, I hope and I know heads get from these calls with me. First of all they're confidential and they're a safe space that allows individuals to talk through the, the challenges that they're currently facing. It's a means by which you can get support and identify any next steps or solutions to help you overcome any of the issues that you might be experiencing. Three, quite simply, it helps you to explore what you want out of life as a school leader. It also helps you to reflect on any recent events and the impact that they may be having on you. And really importantly, the call will help you gain clarity in your thoughts and around your current situation. So if it feels like it's something that you'd, you'd benefit from, then please, as I said, simply click on the link below. And I look forward to talking to you sometime soon.